This podcast episode mentions societal expectations and charting your own path. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Hi, thank you for joining us today. Today we have Gemma with us and she's going to share her story. So Gemma, why don't you get us started out? Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I'm so excited to uh, share my story here. So I'm going to start, it was probably about four years ago when I just realized that I was just existing. I was waking up to this annoying alarm, dragging myself out of bed, running uh, with my breakfast and lunch to go to a job that wasn't fulfilling at all, doing eight hours in a cubicle, and then coming home to eat dinner, exercise, even if I am up to it then go to sleep and do it all over again. (laughs) So that was life at first, but, you know, as an Italian girl, and I'm not sure if anybody else can relate with this. My father always used to say, you got to go to school, get a degree, get a good job, make money. Then you can have some fun and retire and then die. (laughs) (laughs) The belief that I had my whole life was that's what you were supposed to do. So even when I was feeling so restless and and just existing, I didn't know that there was any other way that I can do it. But the way that I was, you know, I just thought that that's life. You just exist that way. So I decided to start reading. That was like kind of my outlet. And I came to the self-help book section and there was on the shelf in its bright yellow cover um, by Jen uh, Sincero. It's called You Are a Badass, How to Stop mm-hmm. Doubting Greatness yeah. and, you know, and Live Your Awesome Life. And it was like the clouds parted and it was like, ah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is exactly what I need. So obviously I bought the book. And once I read that book, I was just obsessed, like obsessed with personal development. I read every kind of book you can you know, think of, which was fabulous because it opened up my life to so many different things that I was never taught. So self-love boundaries, Mm -hmm. people pleasing, like it was, I was addicted. I was so addicted to it. And then, um, so that was around, you know, four years ago. And that was really the only outlet that I had. So probably around like, I think it was 2019, my stepfather passed away from cancer and I couldn't stop thinking about death. And I was like, it brought up that fire again, where I'm like, I just can't like exist like this anymore. Like there has to be another way Mm -hmm. that I can find fulfillment, you know? So I was kind of freaking out about that. And then the pandemic came. Right. And then I got COVID as soon as like, I feel like Mm -hmm. the United States said that COVID's there. I got it. Mm -hmm. I was in the hospital for six days. And then, Oh yeah, I know. I was like freaking out. I was like the only one. I felt like patient zero. My my boyfriend (laughs) first got it. I was like, I think I'm sick. And he's like, I think you have COVID. I'm like, no, come over. And he's like, ew, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was being COVID and I had it for like two to three weeks. It was insane. And then obviously, Mm -hmm. thankfully I'm so much better, obviously. But after that too, it brought back like that fire being like, I can't live like this. We were my job actually, you know, furloughed us. I was on unemployment. Um, mm. Government was sending us money too. But, you know, I was just like, I have, like, this is the time. Like, I have to figure something out because I don't mm-hmm. think I can do this again. Like, I can't go back to work. But I was in debt and I had no idea what I was supposed to do. So, because it was the pandemic, I just started banking uh, the money that the government was giving me and I was paying off my debt with it and all the unemployment because mm. there was really nothing else that you can do. 
Um, so I did that basically, you know, throughout the whole pandemic. And then once the world started opening up in 2021, I'm like, this is the year that I'm leaving my nine to five job. And everyone was like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, are you, I don't think you can pay your bills that way. And the one thing that I feel like I missed and I wanted the most, like from, it doesn't even have to be from my family or even just my boyfriend or my sister or my best friend, but nobody gave me the, you got this. Mm. And I felt so alone, you know, like it was just like, nobody was like, you can do this. Everyone said the same thing. Are you sure you want to do this? How are you going to make money? You don't really have, you know, you only have an associate's degree, you know, and it was just negativity like here and there, but that like lit a fire for me to do this even more. I was just like, I'm going to show these people. I'm going to show my dad (laughs) that I can do this. So I, when you're working, I'm sure if, I don't know if you or anyone else can relate, but when you're working this unfulfilling nine to five job, you're counting down to Friday and you're dreading Sunday. That's just how mm-hmm. the week is over mm-hmm. and over and over. And the weekend was really, you know, that that day and a half was the only thing to look forward to. So I had a friend who worked at a really popular beach bar in New Jersey. And she's like, why don't you come? You can make really good money. So I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. I'll work Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. I'll just use a little bit of cash to, you know, do what I have to do if I want to go out. If, and then everything else I'm going to bank that money, my actual paycheck. And then that's what I did. So I sacrificed my weekends for um, about six months and I saved, including my, you know, banking my paychecks, a year's worth of paychecks and paid off all my wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, but I was just like, I'm doing this. Like I had like this goal and part of because I'm so obsessed with personal development, there's something called smart goals out there. I'm not sure if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that. Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Specific, measurable, um, yes. uh, attainable, relevant, and time uh, focused. So I started breaking down all the goals that I needed to do by the end of the year and what I wanted to do with those goals. And I really made the goals like super small, like pay off that hundred dollar, you know, doctor's bill or, you know, find out, um, try a couple of passions this month to see, you know, what you like. And I made them so tiny that it was so easy for me to cross them off. It was a very long list. Don't get me wrong. But every time I crossed them off, I got another burst of like, holy shit, you can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the list kept getting crossed off and crossed off and crossed off. So Um, in the end, I honestly, I took every free course that you can think of. I took every freebie that was ever offered. And I kind of fell in love with the online world because there are so many people on there who are like me and who are like, you know, the one thing that I was missing was someone to be like, you got this, like you can do it. I found Mm -hmm. that online. So, and then I started, you know, being really consistent going online. I started listening to podcasts and there's this really funny podcast called screw the nine to five. It's, it's not on anymore, but it's basically about this family that um, moved to like Costa Rica and then basically started their own business. And they would interview people who have done like very similar things. So it was a very motivating podcast. And then there was another one called the mindset mentor by Rob dial. And he was a coach. So I started listening to him and not, you know, all the impact that he was making in these people's lives. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, like, I want to do that. Like I was mentioning, you know, before we were even speaking, like, passions like when people think I have to find like my passion and purpose they think it's like a specific thing or something tangible Uh it's uh not it's a feeling you know what I mean and I didn't know that but you know working I actually decided to make a crazy five figure investment on this man but I'm so happy that I did because it literally changed my life like he helped me um switch my mindset over that you know thoughts are not facts you know beliefs half the time like everyone's belief that we're walking around with is just something that 
we took from like an early age, like me with, mm. you know, you can't make money doing anything else, but like going to work, retiring and dying, like as my father would say, you know, but they did the best obviously that they can, what they had. And I get that, but I never knew that you can, you know, change that story that you have, change your story, change your life. Like Tony Robbins says, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really life-changing once you know, you figure that out and you're like, holy crap, like I can change my reality. I can, you know, I don't have to live this autopilot mundane life, this unfulfilled life. And, you know, working with him kind of really put me on track to where I really am now. And I'm not going to lie. Like it is still a lot of work. I try to work on my mindset every single day because limiting beliefs can still come up. You know, there's so many things that we can do to, um, break them down, create a new one and try to live that one out. But because we're so programmed and conditioned so long in our life, it's something that usually kind of lingers on with you and you usually have to continue to work on it. So before I even started coaching, I actually started a pet care business because I was so afraid that I was going to fail with coaching. Mm-hmm. So I started this dog walking business and I was so embarrassed and ashamed of it because when I l- finally left my job, I left it in September of 2021. People are like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, um, starting a dog walking business. (laughs) Like I look back now because now that dog walking business actually was able, I actually replaced my income within three months with that dog walking business and pet sitting business, believe it or not. So like that, yeah, like that was my, you know, winner right there, which I had no idea. But what I did with that business before I even started coaching is I just kind of let go because I was so, I had the scarcity money mindset that, Mm -hmm. you know, if I just hold on to it, you know, it's just not going to go anywhere. But the more I squeezed at it, the more it was not there. You know what I mean? So when I finally just let go and I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to have fun with this. You know, I'm going to build things that I want. I'm going to do things the way that I want to do it. It just kind of came tumbling in so fast. And I was just like, holy moly. Like, I can't believe I I created this myself. So yeah pretty freaking awesome. It was like something that I journaled for so long and, you know, thought about, and it actually came to fruition and just like the coaching business too. Like now what I'm trying to do is like juggle both of them. I just hired an employee for the, the pet, you know, care business. So I can focus more on the coaching because with coaching for me, like I want to give this person this time and space. And I can't do that if I'm just running, you know, the pet care by myself. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. working on balancing that, but I'm just so proud of myself because I just never knew like the 20 year old Gemma would look back and be like, Holy crap, you go girl. Like <laughs> I didn't even think it was possible. And, you know, and that's kind of really what I want to do now in, in the coaching business that I have. Like, I just want to show people that it's so possible that you can, you know, change your story and get out of this, distraction or this, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I have kids, you know, like all these excuses and lies that you tell yourself. And there's so much more on the other side and everyone can really just, you know, build their dream life. if They put in the work and the, in the mindset for it. And it's possible, especially with calculated risk. Cause that's what I did with smart goals. Like I literally calculated everything out, like the control freak that I am. And it just, it just worked and it's just amazing. And, and that's what I want to show everybody else with the coaching business. So that's where I am now. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, I mean, you, you've touched on it a little bit, but tell us a little bit about your coaching business. What would, if I was your client, what would it be like for me? Awesome. Yeah. So it's a 12 week program I like to do. So every week we would have a conversation. What we would start out first is we would go over um, any kind of limiting beliefs that you have of why you couldn't 
um, or like why you feel like you can't do anything, like you can't move forward. So it's like mm-hmm. a deep dive into basically making a serious change to shift your belief and mindset. So what we would do is we would also build empowering habits. Uh, we would create consistency plans and then also um, create a specific and detailed roadmap to be able to you know, move forward to your dream life. So we have to work through those limiting beliefs first you know, and change that mindset and then obviously develop those habits. And then we can work on those specific SMART goals because you really need to be in the right mindset before you even you know, move on to um, the specific SMART goals and you know, where you want to go. Hmm. Cause you can have, like, you could be like, Oh, I, I know exactly what I'm going to do. But if you have like a limiting belief stopping you, it's just the, your mindset will just not let you complete what you want to complete or where you want to get to. So that's important. profound. I see. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't know. I can't see anybody's face right now because we don't have the camera on, but I'm sitting here <laughs> going, huh, maybe I need to go see Gemma. And I'm thinking like, Gemma, this is what you've done, right? Like in your own life, Mm -hmm. this is how you got to the point, you know, because I was thinking like, even when you did the dog walking business, I'm like, Mm -hmm. how did you go from that to the coaching, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and when you're replacing your income and then, I mean, cause with each one, there's a fear. Oh Yeah. For sure. You know, like, uh, ha, like overcoming that fear. Um, but I hear it like what I'm hearing is even through like the coaching that you do with other people, mm-hmm. the calculated risks, the smart goals, like that is your way because we're all control freaks on some level. <laughs> um, that is like, okay, well, let me control what I can control that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. exactly. And so many people have these mindset blocks that paralyze you from moving forward or taking any steps at all. And that was me. And I totally get it. But once you overcome that, you know, you really have the ability to be like, oh my, you know, you're just like, wow, like, I can't believe I did that. And for me with the smart goals, every time I was knocking something off my list on the smart goals, it just gave me so much more confidence in myself and self-trust. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, Oh my God, I can, you know, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So, and once you continue to keep doing that, you just build so much confidence from it. And you're like, I can't, this is doable. The smart goals break it down. So digestible that it's mm-hmm. so easy for you to just start checking things off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that is huge for me. And it's so funny. Like um, when I was talking about this, with someone on a live, someone got on live and they're like, well, you just gave out your secret for smarkles. Like, <laughs> like, what are you going to do now? And I said, please, by all means, try and use the smart goals, you know, with yourself, work with it. But for me, in order for me to get pushed forward, like I said, like I needed someone just to be on my side to, mm-hmm. to get to that goal, you know, because I could have tried it on my own. And if I didn't have like a coach or mentor to, you know, actually be like, you got this, you can do this. Like mm-hmm. every I don't think I would have ever completed it because, you know, when you look at the people that you're around all the time, you know, like my boyfriend, my mom, my friends, like they were cheering me on, but you can just tell that they were like trying to be safe at the same time. Mm, Like, are you sure? Like you really want to do this, you know, or like, Hey, you could still, I bet you can get a raise at your other job if that's what you really need, you know, but it wasn't even about that. You know, like I was a very hard worker wherever I went, but every single thing that you know, I remember I told my boss, I'm like, I'm just not happy. We had a really good relationship. And she's like, don't worry, I'm going to give you uh, a pay raise and a job title. And I took it at the time thinking that's what I needed, but I still felt so unfulfilled. So mm-hmm. I really do believe like, you know, I mean, we have one life as we know it, but 
for me now, I'm just like, I don't want to be like 90 years old and look back and say, wow, I you know really wish I would have did that. So mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody else to feel that way too. <laughs> right. You said something, you know, and I'm kind of curious, like, you're like, I'm working on my mindset every single day. Cause I listen to you and all of a sudden I am like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I need to change this right now. Um, but, you, know, you're also, um, you, you also say this is something you're working on every day. And, and yet I still hear you like continuing. Okay. Well now I'm hiring a person for this because I want to focus on this. And to, how do you, how do you continue to work on that? And, and, and what does it feel like when you get that, like, uh, like almost reverting back to like the, I need to control, you know what I mean? Like that old mindset. So I always have a morning routine because I feel like if I don't have my morning routine in the morning, like I don't set the intention for the day. And that's where I can get a little like mind boggled, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So like every day when I wake up, I have my coffee. I um, journal. Journaling is huge for me because that's another thing that personal development taught me because unfortunately, you know, um, my parents didn't know, obviously their parents didn't know, but I didn't know how to regulate my feelings. So I had, I really just learned through like books and and personal development and things like that. So for me, writing down my feelings in a journal every day, um, really helps me set my intention and keep my mindset straight because when I'm just writing and I don't have anything I follow, I literally just, whatever I'm thinking, just write it out on a piece of paper, uh, in my journal. So sometimes it's like, am I really this good enough and blah, blah, blah. But because I'm writing it down on paper, then I'm writing the answer to it. So I'm like, well, why do I even think that way? You got Mm -hmm. this far, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're doing great. Like, so I just, you know, continue just to write in that journal, just to flush out all those feelings on there. And then usually after I write in the journal, I'm like, oh, I feel great now, (laughs) you know, but I didn't write in a journal. I think, you know, and I'm not perfect. So there's like times where like, I'm freaking out. My boyfriend's like, whoa, aren't you supposed to be the mindset person here? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, okay, 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 thank you. Thank you. And he's like, you got this. So like, you know, we're like yin and yang sometimes, but you know, it's just like a constant battle because you, you know, think back, when like, I didn't even have all this, you know, like I really thought like that was supposed to be my life. Like you're just supposed to work. And I'm like, did I do the right thing? You know? Mm -hmm, So there's mm -hmm. a lot of questions that I always ask myself, but I really feel like journaling definitely helps me and and sets the day. So it's like coffee journaling and then walking and then shower. And then I start the rest of my day. And usually I start it with coaching and then I go do my dog business. And then when I come home, I do more coaching. So I'm all, all over the place, but you know, in a trying to be organized fashion. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that you live in a, a, an area that has nice weather. Um, <laughs> so I'm like uh, dog walking I, in my neighborhood. <laughs> mm, it's yeah, so hot. <laughs> I live in New Jersey. So we have like, um, a little bit of winter, a, a tiny bit of spring, a little bit of summer, and then like a nice fall. But I walk in all sorts of weather, like hot, cold, snow, raining, like that's the only wow. thing. Yeah. Wow. I play with puppies all day. I mean, like, and I, it's so funny. It's just like I did it because I was so afraid. My true passion is really helping, you know, other people. I mean, like, trust yeah. me, I love walking the dogs, but I did it because I was so afraid that I was going to fail at this coaching business. But then, like I said, the dog business blew up, and now I'm so invested. I love all my customers. I love all the dogs, but. Um, I'm at this point to trying to, you know, switch it back over to coaching because it's starting, you know, it's picking up very much, but I can only hold space 
and do the dog walking business so much. So I'm really trying to hand off the dog yeah. business to an employee and then I can, you know, jump back into the coaching. But it's so funny that when you, when you kind of let go of expectation, so much stuff can like come your way. Like I remember we were in, we do Costa Rica from Christmas to New Year's. And cause my, my boyfriend loves surf and I was on the beach just writing out like specifically what's going on now. Like I, I never really believed in manifestation until now, but like mm-hmm. writing on a journal or, you know, out what you are going to hit, you know, it was just crazy. The things that I wrote in my journal that are actually happening now. Like I wrote like the goals that I would hit the money goals that I would hit and, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of just put it out there and you just let it go. And I hit all those specific goals, coaching, how many That's clients wonderful. I got so specific with it. And it's just coming to, you know, fruition. And, and I had no idea like that could even be possible. So it's just like, I went from this world where it was so like closed-minded to now this world that I'm literally creating my own reality, which is mind blowing. <laughs> you have some work to do, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if Gemma could see my shelf of binders, she would probably cry and then be like, come on. We got this. Come on. <laughs> Wait, binders of what? Journals? No, I have those too. But I have, you know, I, I told you I left my job a mm. couple months ago and everybody mm. did the same thing with me. Well, what do you do? I finally told people mm. I'm retired because <laughs> I got asked daily, mm-hmm. what are you doing now? Yeah. And I said, I'm retired. And I mean, people look at me and they kind of tilt their head like every time, what? You're 45. Mm. And then I, I got a lot of congratulations. That's amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> well, trust me. I don't, <laughs> it was, it was not, it was, it was definitely courageous, but it definitely wasn't, um, uh, financially stable <laughs> sound, you know, thing to do. but I have all these binders of things that I want to do. And, uh, you know, as you were talking I'm going, you know, I keep talking about making a vision board. I've never made one because I am not, my brain doesn't work in that way. Um, So many people have said like, and and I've seen people make Mm -hmm. a vision board and they love it, but that's too abstract for me. I can't Mm -hmm. have a picture of the car I want on a board in front of me, which I don't have a car that I want. So I should just put that out there too. (laughs) There's that, I'm not (laughs) like that, but, um, you know, but some people that works for them, that does not work for me. And so when you said listing them as the smart goals, I was like, okay, that's like my version of a vision board mm-hmm. would be a list of smart goals. Cause that's how I learned. And that's how I go. And then when you said you started the dog walking business for, or the dog, well, did you say dog yeah. walking or dog, everything, um, <laughs> yeah, um, business the I, that's what I have these binders for. There's mm-hmm. smaller things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. That will then allow me to do something slightly bigger than something bigger. And this is completely aside from Samantha and I's uh, quest that we are on. These mm-hmm. are just little things that I want to do on my own. And I, I was, I keep going, well, you know, what's the point? And then I go, well, this is why you have to do these baby steps. You have like, I want to yeah. use this to pay this. I want to use this to pay this and have it get bigger and bigger. And listening to you made me feel like, I can, exactly. yeah. where these binders have been sitting here since I made them. I haven't even taken them off the shelf. I made them. They're oh. very pretty. I'll show you when we're done. I mean, like I made, I went into Canva and I made pretty designs for each one and they all are stickers and, and then I've never touched them again because I'm overwhelmed by it. But because that vision board was so abstract, 
Mm. And you can definitely hit those binders. Just tackle one at a time with the sparkles if you're not like a, you know, like a vision goal uh, kind of person. The reason why I believe like vision goals is, is really big is, uh, do you know about the reticulator activate, uh, act- activating system that we have in our bodies? Uh, tell me more. Okay, so it basically <laughs> this it's in like the back of your neck is where I believe that it is. But it's basically when you continuously start to think about something, then you start to see it. Like remember before we were airing, oh. you were like, oh well, now everyone cars. I see breast cancer, yes. you know, cars. Yes. Uh-huh. Or you know, when you think like, oh, I'm gonna get a green Toyota, I'm so excited about it, and then now you see green Toyotas everywhere. It's because your brain yes. is opening up you to these, all these different things, because that's all you're thinking about. So I think with the vision board, if someone, you know, obviously puts all these things on the board and that's what they constantly think of their mind will open more opportunities to get these things. And that, you know, that leads to your motivation to be like, wow, this is coming to me. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's almost Mm -hmm. like a true manifest in a a science way, but it's just so interesting that, that, you know, that your mind can do that. It's it's so powerful. It's like scary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and I thought, I thought, even last night laying in bed, I was like, okay, I'm going to try a vision board. I know people love it. Um, you know, I'm going to try it. And I don't mind multiple modalities. Like mm. Samantha and I are retired teachers or mm. former teachers. I shouldn't say retired. I mean, you know, we're former teachers. You got to do things in multiple modalities because you don't know how each student is going to um, react to it and what they are going to really like. And you, you learn your students, but you know, mm. so I thought, well, I'll do this. And then I've got to because maybe it'll click something for me, but even sitting there thinking about a vision board, I am not that way. So like (laughs) for me, I would be like putting lists on my vision board instead (laughs) of a car, you know? And, and so as you were talking about how many clients you have or whatever, I was thinking, okay, so how would I turn that into a picture? Because um, I don't know if you've heard of this. I can't remember what it's called, but some people can envision full imagery in their minds and some people can't. And there is this um, sleep technique that I use where you write the letters, um, you, you choose a color in your mind and you write the alphabet, capital A, capital B in, in cursive. Like you're like, you know, I used to teach students cursive. So I, I picture it on my board, on a blackboard, even though I only had a whiteboard, but I picture a blackboard and I'm writing these letters and it is painful for me because Mm -hmm. I cannot see them (laughs) but it does help me get to sleep because I focus so hard on trying to see blue chalk letter b and but other people can see it and I think that's why a vision board is just I can't envision it because it I can't picture things like that in my mind but maybe if I just try to make a vision board with you know the stuff go collect some magazines or do whatever that'd be different because I'm not envisioning it in my mind but I can't I, I can't see that blackboard in my mind when I'm trying to go to sleep for that sleep technique right, but some people right. can well so, you said that you use canva so that's what I that's how I made my vision board and then I, I made it in canva all cute and pretty with all the little graphics and then I screenshot it and now it's my screensaver on my phone there you now go now I'm always subconsciously looking at it whenever I you know I look at my phone so that's kind of that's kind of you know yeah and then it'd be easier for me too because who has magazines around the house I mean not me I know I, like, I mean I know some people do but I was like I was thinking I'll go to my grandma's and I'll get her magazines <laughs> and I'll start cutting things out now but- Jessica that's so 1990 <laughs> yeah. you know you have a computer and and we use Canva every day (laughs) but seriously that's that's what I envision with with vision boards because that's how they were done Mm. you know when when I was around people who were doing vision boards they cut them out of newspapers and magazines and and I it's not 
the whole idea of listing, I think what I might do is a combination of what you said, Gemma, is the SMART goals and then take those SMART goals and make my vision board because I can't envision it ahead okay. of time. I like that. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't have it. Samantha, I don't, how many clients do we want to have? I'd have no idea, <laughs> but maybe I'll get there, but I still want to start these other things that I have on the side that, like you said, with the, um, with your dog business, mm-hmm. you were embarrassed by it. Yes. I, I have that same thing when I, when I look at my binders, but then I go, who cares? And, right, but I, exactly. I do, it's an internal struggle back and forth of this is going to get me to where I want to be. And I don't have to walk that trend, the, the traditional path, mm-hmm. but I still go, Oh, but I don't want to tell anybody I'm doing it until it's successful. Cause they, <laughs> they won't support me, you know? And, and it's, it's the same thing. This it's like, as soon as you said it, I went click. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's such a shame that it's like a stigma where you have to be like, when someone's like, well, what are you doing? When I have to be like, well, I'm in talent acquisition. Like I, why yeah. can't I just say I, you know, help people make calculated risk and mindset shifts to improve your dream life. But yet right. there's sometimes where I'm so scared to even say that because the people are like, wait, what? Like, right. Money from that. And then in my head, I'm like, why do I even care what these people think? Like, it's so funny that we are so afraid about what other people are, uh-huh. us. you know, like okay. the, uh, when I was in the airport last year, I, I told you this before we were on air, but like I had herniated back surgery. Right. So then mm-hmm. we went flying a couple of weeks after when I was cleared to go and I tripped and I fell in the airport. Oh. I jumped up like a burpee when I wasn't even supposed <laughs> to do it because I was so embarrassed that people saw me fall instead of worry about me and my, you know, yeah, my, yeah. my back. It's so crazy that my mind automatically thought that, you know, like here I am burpeed up looking around if anyone saw me. And of course, uh-huh. I did, but, uh, you know, I just didn't even stop to think like, oh my God, am I okay? You know what I mean? So right. it's like shifts like that, that I still feel like I have to work through and, you know, journaling. I always read, I love, you know, Mel Robbins is great. I always love her five second rule five, four, three, two, one. Cause then it oh, stops. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Like what you're thinking. It stops. Yes, ma'am. Your, your <laughs> yeah, I love that. I literally did it actually before I jumped on the zoom. I'm like five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little nervous. I'm like, I got this. I got this. And I have, I have a board in front of me. I had a bunch of tips and tricks to get through my burnout because I was trying to work through burnout. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I was trying to work while having burnout, not work through burnout, right? I was mm-hmm. working and having burnout at the same time. And I had all these tips and mm-hmm. tricks to help me get through my day. And um, I quit and took them all down because I didn't need them anymore. But I kept the five, four, three, two, one. Love and, and then my therapist had me do something else. So um, on the, I have the five, four, three, two, one. And then on the board, I have, I am. And then she had me complete that sentence with what I am because I was Mm. trying to detach myself from the job title that I had before. Mm. You know, it was, um, I was trying to find myself after leaving a job because, you know, I, I got my master's degree specifically, I mean, down to my core to work Mm. for this organization that we both worked at. And that's why I got my master's degree. Then I got my job there. And then I went there permanently left elementary education, went there full-time, got my doctorate, just so I could be more competitive there. Mm. And so then I leave there 
and everything I had done had been with the goal. I mean, I was asked a question in an interview while working on my bachelor's. I was interviewing for a large corporation and they said, where do you see yourself in five years? And I laughed because it was so dumb. I said, <laughs> I got hired. I don't know how. I said, I see myself working at blank university um, and in five years. And I gave details of what I wanted to be doing there and what department I wanted to be in. Now I did get that job and I was in that department and I did exactly what I wanted to do there. But in this other interview, that's what I had said. I had attached this other organization to my whole being. So when I left, you know, that's what I was struggling with was it was the burnout. The burnout was caused by the work that I was doing there and the environment, Mm -hmm. but I needed to find myself again. So I have this board that says I am. And then of course it's in words because I can't, I couldn't go get like pictures. I don't work that way, but I have things like I am genuine, kind, helpful, courageous, a good mom, resilient, inspirational. So I have that on my board. And then the five, four, three, two, one, because I won't erase it. It's the five, four, three, two, one. I use it all the time. It's so, literally one of the best tools, I think. Oh, I love it. Yep. I love it. Okay. So, um, one thing that we've heard a lot about from a lot of people is the power of community, right. And how Mm -hmm. the community helped them with their resiliency, like, and, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to me because one of the things that I kept hearing was your community was almost like, instead of being like, we've got you, you've got this, you know, they were like, wait a second. Are you sure? um wait like yeah. you know a little bit more resistance how did that you know and then I heard hear you like I, I gotta go find somebody else right I need to find a different type of mentor how did you push through that because your community's voice can be so loud um how did you push through that almost like fear-based yeah <laughs> um don't do it you know yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, it was really sad, you know, because those are the people that you really want to turn to and really hoped that they were going to be the ones to be like, you know, like just what I wanted, like you got this and, you know, but I pushed through it because there were so many times before, like those last four years where I just kept coming up with this pit in my stomach where I'm like, I'm not happy. I'm unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Like, it's almost like I hit like this breaking point where there was no turning back. Mm-hmm. So I had to find another outlet, which is where I found, you know, social media and I, a lot of people who were on the same page. And then I ran into those podcasts and my coach, um, who literally, you know, helped me get over that hump, you know, and he really did make me realize that, you know, sometimes in life, you have to be the one to lift yourself up, you know, like there's, yeah. there's going to be no one, but you, you have to be that resilient person to just keep going, go past the adversity and just, you know, if you want to get to that other side, you have to be your own cheerleader sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a tough thing to swallow, but, you know, it was something that I had to do because in my mind and in my heart, I'm like, there's no way that I can just keep waking up every day, feeling unfulfilled. Like I felt like I was going to, you know, snap, mm-hmm. you know, in, in other words, but like, I really just felt like I was going to lose it. And it was almost like that drive, that fire. Like, I was just like, I can't go back. Like I have yeah. to keep so yeah. it was tough. And like I said, kind of sad, but you know, of course now they're like, I knew you were where were you before? Like, that's when I needed you, you know, yeah. it was like, this mountain like alone. And there were tons of fallbacks too, because, you know, 
the people that you love the most who are saying that you're just like, am I doing this? Like, am I doing the right thing? You know what I mean? But I just couldn't live those stories anymore. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, like beliefs are just stories. Like most of the time, they're just stories that you were told and you just never questioned. And I just started questioning everything. So, you know, you're really the director, the writer and the producer of the movie that's in your mind. So I was just like, I'm, if I'm going to, you know, do it, I'm going to make this epic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Gemma, I can say like, I I'm like, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? Um, after talking with you and wondering if there's anything else, um, that you think the listener should hear or contemplate or think through. Um, yes, the time to start is now. I wish I, I wish somebody would have told me, or I wish I would have did this so many years ago as mm-hmm. a, you know, Jessica and I were talking about this before, you know, you jumped on. It was just like, I wish I did this in my twenties, you know, like I wish I took Mm -hmm. more risk and, you know, society shows you that risk is bad and, and, you know, not good and and scary. Right. You know, we, we live in this fear-based society that warns us how it's hard to make money and how risks are not good, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of leaning into your comfort zone. So, you know, we buy it and we don't take risk and we stay, Mm -hmm. but, you know, success for me, I feel like is not about your circumstances. It's about like who you're being, right? Thoughts, beliefs, emotions, um, the, all those thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that we consciously reject, we unconsciously accept, right? You know, so, and then they just turn into excuses and an excuse is nothing but a challenge that, you know, you've given power to. So awareness is the key. Awareness and being conscious of your thoughts constantly is, I, I believe, you know, something that I think everyone needs to be, because if we're not, then we're just going to live on autopilot our whole life. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just how our brains work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do it now. <laughs> Hopefully Power- that motivates someone. <laughs> Powerful thought there. Oh. Well, if you would like to hear more from Gemma, you can go and follow her on Instagram. She is the real Gemma Luz. And Gemma is G-E-M-M-A and then Luz, L-U-Z-Z. So go follow her on Instagram and get some uh, more tips and tricks from her and thoughts. Thank you so much. If I can add one more thing, and you don't even have to put this in the podcast (laughs) if you want or whatever, but my real name is Gemma Luzzy, right? But I changed Mm -hmm. it when I started Instagram to Gemma Luz because I feel like I needed to kill an old identity to start oh. my life. Yeah. So I decided to drop the I and that's why I called myself the real Gemma Luz, but I'm almost like, um, what's his name? David Bowie, right? When he gets on stage, he's Ziggy Stardust <laughs> when he's his true identity. So I felt like I had to kill an old version of me. And that's why I just dropped the I and I did the real Gemma Luz. So that's why you see that everywhere. But my real last name is Luzzy. That's powerful too. Yeah, it is. That's very powerful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen to and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. 
This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.